Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant and Samantha Mahoney, and today we want to talk about raising sons. Hi, everyone. So, Grant and I have two children. At the time of this recording, they are 21 and 23 years old. They live in Mobile, Alabama, USA. They are the light and the life of our lives. Um, People often ask us, so tell us about what are your secrets? about raising such spectacular children because I'm not going to lie they are amazing but my my answer to that is we beat them (laughs) no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding we live in New Zealand where there's anti-smacking law but there's definitely been enough discipline and I think that that is crucial in raising children yeah for me that has been crucial with our boys is definitely having discipline in the home we didn't spare the rod um and I, we didn't really bother about the laws of the country because it, that goes against God's law, which is don't spare the rod. You know, you have to discipline your children. And so we believe in discipline. You may not, but that's our take on it. Yeah. And um, we've seen the fruit of that. I've, I saw the fruit of it in my own life with my parents, and so has Sam. And so it's so important to instill discipline in your children, especially your boys. And like Sam said, they are our greatest joy. And, I mean, they haven't always been perfect. I don't think they're perfect even now. Obviously, we've had our issues with our kids, just like any family is. We're not some super spiritual family that have just been the super spiritual giants. We've had a lot of issues we've had to work through. But I think the way that we've raised our boys, for me, was different than the way my parents raised me, for sure. And um, for us, it's seemed to work in, in a way now, because now we're beginning to see the fruit which is what it's all about, of what we've sown into them. Yeah, that's it. You know, um, I have been pretty much the only Sunday school teacher that our boys have ever known. I've been teaching Sunday school since I was aged 14. And when I had my children, I, I just, you know, was in the, and we were in the church system. And um, I would, I would go along every year that they grew up, I would move into that class of teaching. So they pretty much learned everything they know, whether it be right or wrong from me because I've been on a journey myself of having to undo all of my religious thinking. But it's been a journey with them, just teaching them and imparting into them where I'm at. And sometimes you wonder, is this actually getting in? Is this finding a landing space in their hearts? Are they understanding what we're talking about? I remember I used to drop my sons off at school on my way to work in the morning and I would say to my youngest son, Liam, Liam, today on the way to school, do you want to pray and wait on God and see what he has to say to us? Or do you want to pray about something specific? Or do you want to work through some bloodline things? Now, bloodlines is all about repenting through your generational junk so that it doesn't re-offend or reoccur or have a, a recurring cycle and pattern in a future generation. And it just fascinated me that his answer was always, I want to do bloodlines today. And I remember one time saying to him, what do you want to do today? He said, I don't know. You tell me, what are we going to repent about? So I said to him, well, why don't we repent for disobeying our mother and our father? <laughs> so the, anyway, that was a good session we had together. But it's just where we're at, we begin to impart into them you know, from our own experience and what we've learned. 
I think one of the things that we did was we um, taught them by example and they saw the good and the bad in us. We never hid anything away from them. Mm. And we would, just like any normal family, we didn't try to be super spiritual or anything, but we definitely taught them the importance of having a spiritual life and especially the importance of loving Yeshua and the Holy Ghost and and Yahweh. Mm. And like Sam said earlier, I remember like you'd often wonder to yourself, is any of this even getting into the kids? And I remember the one time... I don't know, Regan, who's my oldest, must have been about 13 or 14. And we were having our group meeting the one time down in um, this church building that we would rent. And we were doing a prayer night where we were breaking into groups and praying. And and Regan had come that night. And so he broke up with a group and he was like the only 14-year-old and everyone else was adults in there anywhere from 50 upwards. And afterwards, all these adults came to me and they were like, how does your son know how to pray like that? That is amazing. And then they were telling me what he was saying. And, you know, it sounded exactly like me and Sam because he was listening. He was catching everything that we were saying and it was getting in there. And they were amazed at the power of his prayer life. And that was that spoke to us. You know, it really witnessed to us. It's all it's wonderful when you hear other people compliment your children on how um, how well behaved they are, how well mannered they are or what the respect that they show for people and stuff like that. And so we've always taught our, our boys to respect their elders, to to just show um, decency wherever they honor, go yeah. and honor and yeah. all that kind of stuff because they see it in, in us, I hope, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's the funny thing about this story is that we don't even hear him pray like this. Yeah. But So obviously something is going in. You know, we left the church system about 12 years ago and we've been running different meetings. We oversee different groups, both in um, New Zealand, where we live, as well as in the other places that we go to, like America and the UK and that kind of stuff. And um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, and so, you know, we came out of that system and I, I would say to the boys, we've just done a conference in America and I was talking about the court system of heaven. Let me tell you what I know about the throne. And so I would share with them different things and then you hear them repeating it to other people, which is amazing. So you don't always see it going in. You, you see the eyes glaze over, you know, and sort of going into a coma while you're trying to teach them some valuable stuff. But it actually is finding a landing place in them. Yeah, I, I would love to like, um, you know, sometimes they were inquisitive and they'd ask me about angels or different things like that. And one of the things we've never taught our kids about is demons. Yeah, If you think true. about never, ever. We've always taught them about the angelic and their angels and the angels that encamp around us and all this kind of stuff. They've never, ever really heard us talk about the demonic because as far as we're concerned, there is no demonic that exists in our realm because we we're don't in give him. we're we're in yeah. him and we don't give them any platform. And so my kids have never grown up having fear of demons, more an appreciation of the angelic, which is amazing. And I love how sometimes how they engage in the questions they ask and then even to see them have their own encounters and come and ask you like, Hey dad, I met this I heard this name and about this one being and can you tell me about it and talking to them about that and you know, it's for me, it's the most encouraging thing when your kids take what you've taught them. Like one of the times Regan was, um, this was maybe three years ago, four years ago, he had a math exam for the degree that he's doing and he was really struggling. And so we have a friend of ours in, in Mobile that has this, let's just say this device that has had some very interesting um, results. And so I said to Regan, why don't you ask him if you can 
just sit in it without even being turned on and just engage with Yahweh. So he went and he did that. And the guy said, look, you've only got half an hour and then I need you to come to my house. So Regan got inside this thing and he just closed his eyes and he began to engage. And and while he was engaging, he said, Dad, it felt like I'd been there for um, only two minutes. I closed my eyes and I started to engage. And he said, and then, so I thought I better just check the time. And I opened my eyes and I'd already been there for 25 minutes. And, amazing. And then the next day he wrote his exam and he aced it. I don't, I think he got a hundred percent. And that to me just speaks of, you know, just going from one place to another, actually trans relocating to the realms of the kingdom and getting a drawdown from heaven just through engagement. And, and that's because he's watched us do that kind of stuff, which I just love it. Absolutely. Let's just talk briefly about what you see as the father's role um, in raising children. And I'll talk about the mother's role. I think, I mean, because we've never had girls, we, we're not talking about girls. That's why we call this raising sons. So I think for me as the father, my role is to really show them how a father should behave in terms of the spiritual head of the home and just um, the head of everything. Like I am one of the things that really drives me is providing being a good provider for my family mm. and it is a driving force and i think it should be a driving force in all men to provide for their families and so i hope my boys have seen that in me that i'm constantly looking at ways and not just for the sake of looking at ways but constantly asking yahweh yahweh what's the next business that we need to get into what's the next way so that we can begin to build wealth so that we can sustain things in the kingdom not just for ourselves and then another way is like they they watch you as well with, with regard to how you how you treat their mother yeah and so it's important that that the kids see you being loving to your mom and all this uh, to their mother i mean i know my dad wasn't like that so my dad was a very staunch kind of man never ever told me once that he loved me never hugged me i didn't even really ever see him hug my mom type of thing and i didn't want my kids to grow up that and i wasn't going to use that as an excuse to be like my dad i, I wanted to be different mm. And that's an important thing is just because you've had a certain background, don't use it as, a, as, as an excuse. You have a choice to make in everything that you do. So I chose to be a loving father, always hug my kids, always tell them I love them. And another thing that for me is, I think for both of us, which is so important is humor. Oh, we yeah. love to laugh as a family. And part of our humor is we, we enjoy sarcasm. <laughs> we, we love to, um, you know, poke a bit of fun at one another. And it's not being... Stop being rude or disrespectful. No. We we know our boundaries. Absolutely. And so we laugh all the time. And I think that is a glue that actually holds a family together. Yeah. Um, I think for me, coming um, from a background where my mother and my father were both affectionate, they were brilliant role models for me to follow. It was pretty easy to take to motherhood. It was like a duck to water. Um, but for me, I feel like... Um, I carry this family in prayer all the time. I mean, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I will engage my children's angels and I will say, remember, you have a responsibility to look after these kids. And so wherever they are right now, would you please protect them? Would you keep them? Would you lift them up? Then the next day I will find out that they were in a very close call accident. You know, this is a true story. It happened about a year ago where they said there was a accident that happened right in front of them that they should have 
have been involved in, but miraculously they were not. So I think a mother's intuition or her um, her gut feeling about her children is spot on most of the time. And the weight that you mothers carry is incredible. You know, don't ever think your prayers are just bouncing off the walls. They are finding somewhere to land and they are um, reaping harvests in your children's life. Don't ever get tired of praying for them or believing if your children are not where they should be. Your prayers are going to be the thing that push them through. You know, Yahweh honors the prayers of the mothers. Um, for me, even when my children were born, both of them, I began to pray for their spouses and pray for godly women, um, you know, to um, someone who loved my children as much as I do and who are God-fearing. And today they are both um, connected with these beautiful, beautiful girls. They, um, my oldest is engaged. He gets married in July 2020. And my youngest is um, seeing her best friend. And I love these girls as if they were my own. So I see the, I see the fruit, you know, of praying through, um, through your children's futures. I engage with their scrolls all the time. There is no way on this earth or in any other realm that they are going to miss what's written in their book for them because I will never let it go. They will accomplish everything that God has written for them to do on this earth. I think one of our biggest desires has always been that whatever we accomplish in the spirit is our son's flaw. Yeah. In other words, that they Our go so far yeah. beyond us. And so we're always encouraging them and always speaking life into them. The other thing I love about our kids is, and one of the things that we've instilled in them, I believe, is a plumb line of the truth. Yeah. So we have very strong views. If it's in the word, then it's truth. And so there's all this stuff going out in, in the earth today about multiple genders and all kinds of garbage. And so we've instilled in them a plumb line where... They are not influenced by, um, what would you call it, by... What people call, what, what people good call Today, you know, they're, they're not influenced by what's out in the world today, which everyone says is normal. They are influenced by the word yeah. because we've put that in them. And so I think that's so important is to have a plumb line in your kids. And I love the fact that our boys feel that they can always come and talk to us always. about anything. And I think that's because our relationship goes beyond just father-son, mother-son. It goes to friendship. Yeah. And it's always been like that. And to me, it's the laughter that's made it like that because we have fun with one another, just like friends would. Yeah. And so we are, they, they respect us as their parents, but we love one another as friends as well, which I think is so key. Yeah. I long for the days, you know, when they were youngsters, but I have so loved every year of these children's lives. And as I see them growing, I, I'm just so grateful to be a part of it. So if you have sons, we hope this encourages you yep. and maybe gives you a little, a few pointers. Bless you guys. Bless you. The Realm School of Dimensional Worship is now open for first and second year registrations. We have some great news to share with you. Our good friend Ray Hughes will be joining the Realm. Ray brings a wealth of knowledge and spiritual understanding to the realms of worship. If you are a musician, songwriter, or just a worshiper at heart, then this school is for you. To register, go to www.thefoundationnest.com and click on the Realm link. Looking forward to seeing you online.